You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, buns, buns. Welcome to the Pixels and Ink Podcast, episode 268, brought to you by CG Magazine. I'm your host, Lisa Mior, and today we have Brendan Fry. Hello. And Phil Brown. Yay! Yay! And sadly, no Brendan Quinn today, but he'll be joining us next week, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And so how are you guys doing? I'm doing just fine. Thank you for asking. Yeah? Anything exciting going on this week? Um... I mean, like, the movie stuff we'll talk about. Yeah. Beyond that, it's officially October, You're so going it's Halloween back to month, which I'm so excited about. Yeah, what are you going to go see? Um, All of it? For Every- Halloween? Yeah, like everything that's showing right now? Oh, yeah. No, there's a bunch of, like, horror movies I'll definitely go see that I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they're doing... Uh, Reanimator was playing at the Royal, mm-hmm. and they're doing a screening of Bram Stoker's Dracula, I like which I'm s- oh yeah, which I'm so excited. I guess the costume designer will be there with some oh, of the costumes yeah. doing sure. talk and stuff, so that's cool. Oh, that'd be super um, cool. They just announced a 3D screening of the Creature with the Black Lagoon, wow. which I'm into. Uh, there's going to be a Nosferatu with a live score. There's a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah, so I'm into that. I mean, and then like you know, get to wear stand. costumes and stuff. Right. Yeah, I'm excited the about standard Hollywood mo- Hollywood horror movies that are coming out. This oh year. yeah, yeah. Is there anything good coming this year? No, nah, I mean it. What, what oh, there's it? a new Saw movie. Yeah, Jigsaw. Yeah, which I am in a guilty pleasure way really excited yeah, about that. Yeah, I, I kind of want to see that how they physically can make it. It was a tradition for seven years. Me and my fr- me and my best friend yeah. would go and see a Saw movie on Halloween weekend. None of them are good. <laughs> um, the first one was first was okay. Yeah, I mean like there are a couple that I enjoy in a guilty pleasure. I mean they're all trashy. They all have like mo- they all had like disgusting gore moments. Where I was like I'm glad I paid to see this. <laughs> but there were a couple that were better. Yeah, like the first one. Uh, has a charmed. I like the third one. Which, which one was that? That was the one where Jigsaw was dying the whole time. They had oh, to do yeah. brain surgery on him in the As middle he's, of like, it. Things yeah, that weird. scene was just unbelievable. And then there was another like I just enjoyed the the like Rube Goldberg death traps too. Like yeah. there was a great one in that where a guy had to like go through um, like uh, a bunch of rotting pig carcasses, car- uh, carcasses that were in a grinder. Yeah, that was wild. I- and then I also like six. Which was like an odd like satire on the U.S. healthcare industry. Yeah. Where it was a guy who had turned down a bunch of people for healthcare, being forced to go through death traps where he had to make moral decisions regarding people's health yeah. re- related to his family as punishment for what he'd done yeah. to all the to, to refuse everyone healthcare, including Jigsaw. So I just appreciated that they were doing like something that trashy while also trying to make a political statement. <laughs> I, mean, I, um, I did think it was interesting <laughs> the fact that they always tried to. Um, play with time a bit because they, you always see continuously one set of actions with the whatever the cops or whatever are doing yeah and every single time it's like oh no that happened in the past or oh no that's tomorrow oh yeah and they'd always have a big montage where everything snapped into place They're at like, the end oh it all makes sense now yeah. totally yeah now there was yeah there were, uh, there were always good beats in it there was just like there was a period there around like four and five like basically after jigsaw died and mm. they still continued to make movies where it was like a real struggle I just to find a way bo- to keep it going. I don't know why they bothered killing him off. I know. Well, I think they assumed that that would be the end, but then it made more money than the previous <laughs> one, so they decided to keep going. Why didn't they just kind of make it so he kind of vanished somewhere and just kind of went away and, like, I'm going to go die off in the distance with cancer? And They decided to stick to continuity, and they just refused <laughs> to let it go. Like, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it, it is, yeah, can, like, especially considering, like, most 
of iconic horror franchises yeah. kind of hit a reset button after every movie. Yeah. That one continued to plot for seven movies. And it, it was a mess. It didn't make any sense, but they did commit to it. Well, didn't four and five take place at the exact same time? You didn't That's right. That was the reveal of the part of five, was you found out it was also happening at the same time as four, which yeah. I remember being so confusing <laughs> when I watched it because the actor they'd hired to be the main character mm. of four and five, like two different actors, looked so similar <laughs> that it wasn't until they were in the same room together at the end that I was like, oh, those are two different people. <laughs> I was wondering how that all happened. So yeah, there's a problem. But they did, some, they did some interesting things. Oh yeah, and they did some fantastic gore. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I do enjoy good gore. But I mean, Jigsaw's supposed to be back now? I guess. Are they just doing straight up supernatural now? I don't know, I think I- His son? I don't know. It's un- very unclear. The doctor? Very unclear. I think it'll be uh, Carrie Elway's. Who's that? He's the guy who is from Princess Bride. He's the guy that in the original movie cut his foot yeah, off. Yeah, the doctor. Yeah. yeah, and then in the... Right, sorry. And then in the seventh movie, it was revealed that he was, like, taking over yeah. Jigsaws. So he was, he was a lot... So, he was so changed from the experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he had that, like, support group yeah. of survivors of Jigsaw. Who all wore pig masks. Totally, yeah. yeah. So presumably... He's just been building up his Jigsaw cult for a yeah. while. Um, and maybe Jigsaw left tapes behind that where this was all part of his plan. But 10 years later, he was supposed to make the cult. It's a super cool. I funny. know, but I can't wait. Okay. Yeah. but um, <laughs> It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, there's a new Mike Flanagan movie on Netflix this week that I'm looking forward okay. to. He's the guy that did Oculus yeah, yeah. and uh, did the decent Ouija last year. Yeah. Um, so that, um, looking forward to just everything he's done. So he did Hush as well. I liked Hush. Yeah. So I, I really liked everything he's done. So that, um, it's a bummer that I won't be playing in theaters, but, uh, still get to see Is that it. the new one Netflix just released details about? Could be. It's someone's name. I'm yeah. blanking on the title right now. I think now. That's, that's when I just yeah. got an email about like, who, do you want to see a preview of this thing? Like, eh, that'll be it. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah, that'll be it. Um, there's so much stuff coming to Netflix like every day now. It's, I know. It's hard to keep track of My email box is literally every day about 10 new Netflix. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not watching all this stuff. I don't uh, even know what this stuff is. Totally, yeah. But that one I'm genuinely all looking right. forward to. That should be good. Um, and... Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we take that as a good segue into some movie news? We'll get started with that since we're all right. talking about this. Yeah, we're already. all here and we're doing it. Yeah, so, so what's new and exciting it. in the world of movies? All right. So um, first up, I have oh, – where do I want to start with this? I got a bunch of weird stuff here. Um, all right. Well, let's go with uh, my favorite franchise to talk about, The Fast and Furious. All right. Um, there's very sad news announced uh, yesterday, oh, no. two days ago now, oh, relative no. to when you'll be listening to this, that Fast and Furious 9 has been pushed back from 2019 to 2020. So I'll have to wait an additional year for Fast and Furious, which is really frustrating. Is it, is it because of the intense action? I can assume as much. Well, actually, today, um, there's a little Twitter drama Ooh. because Tyrese uh, tweeted The Rock and said that it's his fault and said, um, said congrats for making this all about you. So <laughs> my guess is Hold that... Hold on a second. Wasn't there Twitter drama earlier, uh, like that, uh, two s- episodes or something? Yeah, like that? no, that was the last for the last movie. Was the The yeah, Rock what, was criticizing Vin Diesel for yeah. not working hard enough. Yeah, and he had previously. So, I think my guess would be that The Rock is the only like guy who's bankable outside of the yeah. Fast and Furious yeah. series. So he's Chris, maybe. Yeah, so he he's rap music. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got his own group, but I just mean movie wise. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. The Rock has like a variety of projects lined up. Fast and Furious being one of them. And my guess is it just like. 
he things had to be adjusted to fit his schedule. Yeah, yeah. And um, running for president, as, as he did. <laughs> right, of course. Well, it's 2020 <laughs> yeah. as well, so there you go. That could be part of it. Good kind of campaign. Yeah, right? yeah. But um, anyway, um, <laughs> Tyrese isn't pleased. I'm not pleased, but, you know, what can you do? W- would you want a Fast and Furious movie without? The Rock? No. no like, that's that- the thing. If it comes down to that, like, that's the thing. I can understand him being like, hey, you just joined this franchise. What are you doing? But, I mean, he made it get good. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I don't want one without The Rock. So, if it means i got to wait a little longer for The Rock, then that's fine by me. Yeah, fair mm-hmm. Well, it's better than the news I thought you were going to deliver. I thought you were going to say that after the ninth, it was they were going to be done. Never. Oh, no, no, no. Heart they, would have been broken. They're going, they're going to 10. They've made that clear. This was the, the Fast 8 was I'm, the beginning I'm of... I'm for 20. No, no, no. Fast 8 was the beginning of the concluding trilogy. No! So these will all be interconnected stories that wrap everything up about Fast and Furious. He now is a new kid. Spoiler. Yeah, totally. That's right. <laughs> um, anyway. Just in case people cared at uh, all. Well, yeah. Well, it's about family. So, um, all right. Next up, I have... I'm not thrilled about this, but I have two Jared Leto-related stories. That seems awful. I know. The first is that... He because he's been he's doing some interviews promoting his role in uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which we'll discuss shortly. And um, he uh, he said he revealed in the interviews that he has not seen Suicide Squad. Um, he which is intriguing because he claimed because he was he, complaining about the fact that they cut his role down. Yeah, so know? how would he know? I that guess if he, he just heard that. <laughs> okay, and then was like, I don't care for that. Um, but but, but well, if I'm not in it, I'm not watching. I know, right? Well, he says that he hasn't watched many of his movies i think that he said he, he watched he's what was it? i forget what the two were i forget what one of them was one of them was requiem for a dream sure and then oh, he's in that isn't he yeah main guy oh yeah yeah and uh watch something else i guess it's just like you know standard actorly yeah. response but it like screws him up to watch his performances but um he has method after all well, exactly so anyway if he hasn't seen suicide squad and more than anything else i just i understand now why he's angry that they're talking about getting someone else to play the joker because <laughs> um, he doesn't know. All right. And then the next thing is that um, uh, Jared Leto also this week signed on to play Hugh Hefner and a Hugh Hefner biopic directed by Brett Ratner, which sounds like the worst thing that could possibly That's, happen. That sounds gross. Mm-hmm. It doesn't surprise me. Brett Ratner was apparently a frequent visitor of the Playboy Mansion. Yeah, yeah. He also released a, book, released a book about butts that he wrote. Um, I mean, what? wrote's a loose term. It was photographs of butts, but uh, yeah, no, he that was one of his w- babies. Were they provocative butts or just generally butts? Just I have, butts. I have to admit, I haven't read the book. I just know this exists. I believe it was called the Butt Book. No, um, are men's and women's butts or just women's butts? Knowing Brent Reiner, I find it hard to believe there were any male butts in there. I really do. But again, haven't I, read the I, book. I want equal opportunity. Can't be sure. Well, that's not what you're getting with Brett Ratner. Oh, fair but enough. it just surprises me that Brett Ratner, who has not directed a movie in years, because one of the main reasons being that he went on Howard Stern and said a bunch of stuff about how he's like the greatest at performing a certain sex act and made a lot of really derogatory comments about women. What? That his, ne- that his next move is direct the Hugh Hefner biopic. It seems ludicrous to me. This, this oh, very like surprising. Yeah, it just sounds gross and ludicrous, yeah. but not super, surpri- not super surprising for Brett Ratner. Surprising for Jared Leto because I think he'd have better opportunities, but I, I don't yeah, know what that guy's like. Joker might have... Cut some of those away. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know. But we don't want that in yeah. the movie. The thing that bums me out is, like, I do think there is a really good Hugh Hefner movie to be made. Not this one. No. The good one would be, like, I just imagine the last, Fast like, Bender? 
<laughs> a fast pick. It could be, yeah. Uh, I just imagine the last, like, five or so years of Hugh Hefner's yeah. life must have been so depressing as, like, the play-by empire was crumbling and everyone thought he was just an old pervert. And he's, like, a 90-year-old man hanging out with 20... Like, what's he got in common with a 22-year-old to, blonde? To fair, you know what I mean? He was kind of an old pervert. Oh, absolutely. That's yeah. what I mean. Well, it would just he, be such a sad, like, how the mighty have it, fallen and, like, everything yeah. he represented is now gross and well, outdated. And exactly. I that, think that's that really that w- the whole, like, why the mighty fell because he hasn't really changed since oh totally started the whole thing and it would make an exciting documentary to see for like, sure I that think... anachronism that he is oh totally and i think that that would be a cool movie to make was yeah. that like the like sunset boulevard yeah. yeah last like years of just a sad hugh hefner watching silent movies with 22 year old blondes are paid to be there that have no interest in being or there and whatsoever. like yeah hang occasionally james con comes over you know what i mean like it would be i think there'd be there's something really funny and sad that would have a lot to say about yeah his place in the sexual revolution Although and how that became dated to be fair, but that's not the one that brett ratner's making no he's no, gonna be like, <laughs> no definitely he's not it's gonna be amazing and just like walking down the street oh, yeah. fall at his it's feet. gonna be i guarantee yeah. the whole thing is gonna be like listen people got upset when he died and said he did bad things we just want to show you how great he was yeah look at how not, awesome and hot yeah. these women are mm-hmm. at every time yeah which is not the not yeah, clear up some of that brad that bad press that <laughs> came out yeah more butts. He wants to really show off. His well, yeah, and butts. also he wrote the butt book, so he's got, like, oh, he's got, so he's got some background in the material. Um, well, sorry. it has an audience somewhere. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. <laughs> so that's a thing. Uh, next up, uh, Kate Winslet has uh, joined the Avatar sequels. Um, I haven't said who she's sure. playing. Um, and they all, and uh, yeah, so she's yeah. Apparently, they're shooting the movies in two blocks. Which makes sense because yeah, I thought it was sure. weird that they were shooting all four and then doing posts on all four. So that's I guess a, that's the plan. Sure, is they'll do these two and then because the studio's committed a billion dollars to this. So what if he blows through that in the two movies? Well, that's what I'm thinking. Is I think that that's probably why it's wise to do this is that they do the two movies, get one out, see how it does, and then decide if they really want to do two more. Have they guaranteed four movies, or are they just kind of guaranteed a billion dollars? Well, I mean, at the moment, like it's greenlit but like if avatar 2 comes out in tanks and they've spent 500 million dollars i could see fox being like you know what we're no longer interested we'll pay your cancellation you can you can feel free to pay for this yourself um so anyway um also uh jenny slate joined the venom movie so that's three actors i really like in the venom movie without spider-man it's gonna be bad i don't know i feel like these are all people who are careful when choosing their projects But at the same time, it's a Venom movie without Spider-Man. But at the same time, it could be a Spider-Man movie because I I'm I'm really am sticking to my guns on this theory that part of this Infinity War thing is that he's going to get the Spider-Man's going to get the alien symbiote mm-hmm. and become, and then like yeah. to set up the Venom story. I, and they're just not saying it's got to be some kind of script to get this caliber of these right? ca- this caliber of like actors joining right? for sure right so that's why so I'm, I'm something yeah, <laughs> yeah something's totally. gonna be there totally so that's why i'm hoping that this is actually a plan for that like this could even be the sequel to spider-man homecoming yeah and that's why everyone wants to be involved because it's a, a project that's working that's kind of it's it's piqued my curiosity yeah i'm intrigued as well at least we're not going to get another spider-man origin story that's, i know that i'm excited about thankfully we never yes. have to worry about that again <laughs> which i read an interesting thing recently where apparently i guess um briefly before sam raimi got it david fincher was was in uh, on in charge of the spider-man movie for a really? little while okay. yeah and apparently one of the big things that the studio bought that was his whole concept 
was that he didn't want it to be an origin story. Okay. What he wanted to do was do the origin story in the opening credit sequence. All right. Like how old comic books were written, where you'd get the origin at the top of the first page, and then you just dive into the middle of the story. Which is what I've always yeah. thought someone could do, because no origin story for a superhero is so complicated it couldn't be told in four panels. That no, was kind of exactly like part it. of it, right? Yeah. So I just thought it was really interesting that he wanted to do that then, back before anyone was really doing comic book movie stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame he didn't get to, because it would have saved us having a lot to watch of- a dozen comic book or superhero <laughs> origin stories. Exactly. Yeah. All yeah. right. Next huh. up, whether we like it or not, Maleficent 2 is okay. going to happen. Uh, did, that, did that do well? Oh, yeah. So, I made a bunch of money. Well, then. I know, but it's horrible. I know, but you know what? I mm. mean, some little girls don't want to see princesses. Sometimes they want to see the bad guy. Oh, I totally get so, that. But there's just no reason why they couldn't get a good movie with the bad guy. Well, no, that's never going to happen. Well, maybe Maleficent 2 will be the one. And especially with this whole Disney live action. Yeah. I, I, know, I just, right? I can't get my head around it. I know. I, yeah. It's weird to me. It's, it's so it's so bizarre. It's weird to me. I mean, like, the best part was, of Maleficent was that Angelina Jolie was excellent as Maleficent. Yeah, she really was. So perhaps they'll come up with something good to do with it. Do you remember the movie Flight of the Navigator? Yes. That's yeah. getting remade? No way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I know, really? right? Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I didn't even, like, I understand people are nostalgic for that because i definitely do like as a kid like all those et knockoff movies like mac and me or whatever i was like we, oh this is fun it's like et but not et i think we were talking we were yeah. just talking a little bit earlier about yeah. et and i i had no love for et this but is you the liked one, flight of the navigator i know this is the one kid movie really that i actually liked was there a reason why i don't know maybe it was just the whole that he was he was the one flying the spaceship yeah, yeah, yeah. as opposed to like meeting you know the alien, the and alien that that he happen? was the one taking the initiative gotcha maybe that was it i don't know or maybe i just i was really into spaceships yeah yeah, so yeah. Spaceship so could you see the fact cool. it was spaceship related it's yeah. possible could have been that possible yeah. it just surprised me because it's not again i haven't seen it since i kid, was a kid I don't remember Flight of the Navigator being particularly great. I just remember my generation of like kids just uh, there was a bunch of people I knew who were really into it. Oh yeah. It was something that definitely everyone was nostalgic about yeah. when I bring it up now and everything, but I can't get anyone to really remember what happened other than the fact that it was a kid in a wheelchair with a big ship. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking back and I genuinely can't yeah. remember. Like, anything. I remember Beyond that, the really cool ship sure, and yeah. the ship design was cool. Oh yeah, and that eyeball and everything. Yeah. That was great. But anyway. But anyway, Flight of the Navigator remake. They're making another one, whether okay. we like it or not. Um, oh, it's it's not like a remake. It's just a... Oh, no, it's a remake. Oh, it's a remake. Oh, okay. it's a remake. All right. And then, uh, yeah. And then finally, I guess to wrap up this segment... Um, <laughs> we'll, we're, uh, just, we're just having some uh, technical yeah, fair stuff enough. happening. And then the last thing I was going to say, because I just... this surprised yet didn't surprise me yeah. um it's a tv thing not a movie thing but uh, uh rick and is now the highest rated comedy on television seriously yeah um now that fact that, that factors in um streaming oh okay but, which right. they do yeah. to have for ratings yeah. now. but yeah now it is amongst all tv comedies the highest rated and the finale was the highest rating thing that's ever been on the cartoon network yeah ever. that finale i yeah. have some opinions <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna say it yet because i don't know if enough people have seen it That'll, that'll have to be for another episode. You can tell me about it if you want. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I uh, but I just thought that was, I mean, like, it doesn't surprise me in that, like, it really did, like, take over the culture, particularly mm-hmm. the last, like, six months. But I was just, to hear it's the highest rated show on, te- on comedy on television. It's not surprising. It's but crazy. do you think a lot of that also had to do with that huge break in between? People got themselves so psyched up for it that they just couldn't help. 
I mean, I think it definitely had time to help build the yeah. audience mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, it's a good show to begin with. It's a funny show. It's always to begin been a great with. show, but it just surprised me that it's the highest rated. I wouldn't think that. Yeah. Yeah, it just didn't seem like it would have that level of appeal. I mean, well, what it is it? What is it competing against? It's right the now? Mo- it's like the definitely the most like interneted show. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. But to hear is the highest rated. Um, I don't know. Like yeah. people watch Modern Family, I guess, <laughs> right? Yeah, there's there's nothing yeah. right now that it's really competing against. I guess that's true. I hadn't really thought about it, but there aren't really. Yeah, because because I'm trying to think. Yeah, office because all the NBC comedies are pretty well gone. Now. Yeah, everything's pretty much done. I so. mean, and then Netflix has a great catalog of of comedies yeah. right now but again it's just on netflix so yeah, yeah. when we're talking about something that's aired on on uh, public te- on television and stuff yeah. like that too and cable t- network tv yeah yeah so. i guess that makes sense well anyway yeah. i just thought that was bizarre that that's that happened cool. yeah it's cool and weird yeah but anyway should we just take a break sure now sounds um, great change up things a little bit we'll hear from our uh, sponsors at buns podcast network and uh comic bento Man, I wish I could get new comics every month, but I'm broke and oddly always $5 short. Lame. Wait, five bucks short, you say? Well, I've got something special for you. What the hell was that? It's me, the discount ghost of Coupons Pass. Are you scared? What the f- Use the code CGMEG in all caps, all one word, to get $5 off your next Comic Bento subscription. So wait, if I use the code CGMEG, all in caps, all one word, I get $5 off my next Comic Bento? Yes, use the code CGMEG in all caps, all one word, and get $5 off your next Comic Bento. A whole $5, eh? Now that's scary. The Pixels and Ink podcast is brought to you by Buns, your city network. Buns connects you to the people in your neighborhood to help you find the things you need to fuel your real life. Swap things you already have to get items you need. You can also find jobs that pay the bills, homes for rent, advice, and a place to talk about your city. Buns is available online at buns.com and on your phones via the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Thank you, Buns Podcast Network and Comic Bento. And uh, I'd like to welcome to the podcast Koji from Buns Podcast Network. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, Koji. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Oh, anytime. It's exciting to have you here. And what podcasts are you personally on? Oh, my God. Who can keep track of this? Uh, (laughs) I do ISO, the Buns podcast, the podcast all about buns. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a show called You Gotta Love It, where people suggest horrible media and we have to love. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We have to find things to love about it. And I'm also a co-host on The Crystal Ballroom, where bands get their tarot cards read. Not by me. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds interesting. And these are all on the Buns podcast network? That's correct. Cool. Get a good plug there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Podcast.buns.com. Awesome. So Phil's seen a movie right here. I yeah. have indeed. Um, so yeah, the big one that I saw this week is sorry. Uh, the big one I saw this week is uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Isn't um, that an old movie? No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> there's the bit at the end. I hear it's a masterpiece. More. It's very good. Uh, very, very good. Um, I was given a list of things that I wasn't allowed to talk about after the screening, <laughs> which is a new one that hadn't happened to me before, um, which was particularly odd to me simply because, like, like I understand why they want to be predictive of spoilers, mm. but, like, Harrison Ford doesn't show up until, like, two hours into the movie, and he's in all the trailers, and they've been what? talking about him. So, like, why did they give that? A- but anyway. Um, That's super weird. It's neither here nor there. Uh, so I guess, yeah. So um, is Decker a replicant? 
I can't. I'm not allowed to discuss yeah. if anyone's a replicant. I'm not joking about that. Are you that was something okay. that they said. You yeah. know, in the IMDb page, <laughs> yeah. I've got to say, in the IMDb page, there's actual like lines in the description on like the front page oh, yeah, that yeah, say yeah. who's the replicant and who's not. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. For sure. There's some things I'm going to ignore just because it's silly. Yeah. But like, yeah, no, I'm I'm not allowed to. And I mean. I will answer the question. The question is, I don't know. Still, so. yeah. yeah. Um, I like. I thought it was pretty concrete in the first movie, yeah. uh, especially after the director's cut, where like I thought the unicorn thing mm. kind of made that as clear as it could be without saying it. But then uh, this one complicates it. Hasn't Ridley Scott come out and said that he's not even sure? Yeah, but Harrison. No, he's come out and said for sure he always thought Dagger okay. was replicant, and then Harrison Ford has said no, he's definitely not. So they don't even agree. <laughs> so anyway. Um, so, yeah, uh, the very basics uh, that I can discuss are it takes place 35 years after the first one and uh, the world's worse. Um, they're Is that possible. Yeah. Uh, so are there just now Coke ads literally on everything. Not quite. Uh, well, there's a lot of Coke ads, <laughs> but uh, the the um, so, yeah, like there, there's been I, for, I forget specifically what the tragic event was because it was only mentioned in text. But for whatever reason, they can no longer grow crops or. Uh, or have or e- even like build livestock so all food syn- is synthetic all animals are synthetic most of the humans are syn- thin- synthetic uh, most people have moved off to off world people that are li- still living on earth are basically if they're not if they either can't afford to move off world or they're replicants so it's even harder to tell who is and who isn't one guy who's for sure is is Ryan Gosling. I'll just say that up front because they say that in the opening crawl. He's so I don't, I don't care if they don't want me to say that or not. But, but yeah, he <laughs> plays a replicant, but he's also a Blade Runner. He is primarily there. Yeah, so like the Tyrell Corporation's gone. It's a new corporation's taken over, one run by uh, Jared Leto. And so, I mean, uh, the one that Tyrell died in the first one is no longer around as a corporation. Exactly okay. because um, Blade Runners. They sorry, the Blade Runners. The replicants uh, got out of control, as we saw in the first Blade yeah. Runner. And then further things that no one even quite knows about because there was also something called the blackout where all digital information was wiped out. So basically most people don't know what happened at a certain point. Well, there's an anime on Crunchyroll, Blade Runner 2022. I haven't seen it, but maybe that fills in some of the blanks. Could very well be. It's like 20 20 minutes? I think it was Madhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I'd seen there were some shorts. I just didn't want to. I wanted to go in cold, so I haven't watched them yet. I should check them out now. I've heard they're pretty good. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they may have gotten into that. But anyway, the the, the point is, yeah, so uh, Jared Leto now... The, the corporation running it is even more in control. Things are even more polluted. Um, it's not... It, the overpopulation is still an issue, but it's not as dramatic because most people have left. So, um, and anywho, uh, Ryan Gosling's a new Blade Runner, primarily uh, assigned to taking out remaining old replicants from the new... Uh, the first generation breed, the new breed, right, right. are much more compliant, as they're very, as they're frequent to say. So he finds one in the very beginning, played by Dave Bautista, and knocks him off, and that uncovers a larger mystery, um, which I'm not allowed to discuss. So, um, <laughs> but um, anyway, um, like first things first, as like you can tell if you've seen any of the trailers or images, like it is absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, the cinematography is by uh, Roger Deakins, who did all the Coen Brothers movies and. Um, How's uh, the score? 
the score's great. Uh, Hans Zimmer did it. Um, so there's a lot of the wow, wow. But there's yeah. also, like, it's cleverly uh, remixed to include music from sampled stuff from the first movie. Oh, that's right. so a cool mix. I've heard people complain about the wow, wow-ness of it. But to me, that's what you hire Hans Zimmer for. And I'm not totally do- done with it yet. Yeah, so yeah. I enjoyed that stuff. But yeah, the mu- music's very good. And they clearly went out of their way to try and uh, homage the music from the first one. In fact, the whole movie's sort of, like, it's clearly done by people that are deeply, deeply fond of Blade Runner. And the whole... The plot, the themes, the images are all, everything kind of has some sort of echo or mm-hmm. mirror to Blade Runner. Yeah, they're just like looking through the, the images, the stills for it, yeah. uh, for your review, which is up yeah. as of yesterday, mm-hmm. um, was, it, it looked so reminiscent of the original. Yeah. Like, like, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, and they go out of their way just in how it's structured and everything's put together and right down mm-hmm. to the music to just sort of keep layering things in. Um, and uh, like visually it's incredible um, the mixture of sets and CGI is as seamless as I've ever seen um, they like recreate the sort of rain drenched cityscape but there's also other landscapes or sort of burned out desert areas there's they at one point they go to uh, Vegas which has been completely abandoned as this like sand swept uh, like temple of mm. greed <laughs> of, of greed and all and vice um, it there's snow at one point which is apparently why they got Danny Villeneuve, why Danny Villeneuve initially got interested because he's Canadian, um, <laughs> <laughs> and also really loved Blade yeah. Runner. Um, but uh, so all that stuff's incredible. Um, and um, but I'm actually really interested to see how it'll do um, because I think uh, like I, like Blade Runner is obviously um, like one of the more influential movies yeah. that. The, that's been made in the last like 50 years um it basically like created a certain aesthetic for cyberpunk um and in how we think of future movies but uh the movie itself um though great is very slow and very languid and very philosophical and very difficult and i think it's sort of like the imagery is so profound and so influential people it's kind of like eclipse like the level of popularity has i've always found odd because it's not a particularly easy or likable movie um so the, so and this is very true to the original Blade Runner. So like there are some action, there is some violence and some action, but it's always very terse and very brutal mm-hmm. and very harsh. Um, and it is very slow and very thoughtful. And there's a lot of very complicated, very twisted things being done that are that are difficult. It's not like the easiest movie to read. It, it's like easier than Blade Runner was, if only because like it has like story structure to it. Yeah, which Blade Runner did not have no but it looked good it did look great um so i i think like certainly i think like people that are indeed fans of blade runner i think will love it it's incredible what they've done to sort of update um you know all all of uh, to update all the ideas of it in addition to updating the effects while still trying it's true to the aesthetic so it doesn't break anything but at the same time like it's not it's not like a super fun time of the movies, mm-hmm. which Blade Runner was neither. It's really depressing and makes you like question why you live. Right. But um, <laughs> but um, so this is kind of along those lines. Um, it's also almost three hours. Um, there Does are, it feel that? I mean, like it feels long. I didn't think it. I I didn't know it was three hours until I was just about to sit down, right. and I was like, oh boy, this will be rough. It it didn't bother me okay. that much. Um, like there is, there is always something happening. There is always something interesting going on, but it's just not like, I, I, more than anything else, like it is, it very much feels like a big art film that they managed to make for $150 million, which is incredible. But like, I, I'm curious to see how it'll play. Cause yeah. Mad Max was one thing where Mad Max yeah. was, you know, reviving an old property and had a lot of like intellectual things going on, but it was also a two hour long chase yeah. sequence. 
Um, so you didn't like if you got all that stuff, great. You didn't have to. This one, like aside from like the beautifully constructed world building, is gonna be. It's not Star Wars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's tough and it's not fun sometimes. Right. But do you think anyone's going to see this movie with the expectations that it's not any of those things that you listed? I mean, anyone who knows the original movie is going to probably think like, yeah, this is going to be depressing and it's mm. going to be what dark and For interesting. Sure. I mean, like, that's what I'm curious to see. Like, I do think like people that actually know Blade Runner and appreciate Blade Runner are yeah. going for it for that reason. Right. For sure. Right. But Blade Runner has become such a pop culture staple. I think a lot of people think they've seen Blade Runner, but haven't. Right. They just, or, or they just know it like through osmosis or something. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Or well, just seen scenes parodies. of it or, or the parodies yeah. or, you know, consumed it through YouTube clips or oh, yeah. however many way, ways you could do it. CinemaSins. Um, just watch the CinemaSins of it. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> like there's so many ways to have, con- to have consumed or appreciated Blade Runner without having seen it. Um, so I'm curious about that. Like yeah. I hope you're right. Yeah. Because I would love to see it do well. But I don't know. And also um, – And then it's that other generation who's never had, uh, had, had a chance to actually – see it well, totally heard about it and then they're expecting like these action movie hits that yeah it looks like visually it looks like it totally could be that kind of movie yeah if you have no idea what it's about right For sure and i know a ton of people don't want to see mad max hadn't seen any yeah. of the mad max movies before right. you know what i mean i think it'll be similar but the preview doesn't paint it as like a over-the-top action flick or a star wars i don't think it's just a the preview is a bunch of people sitting around talking looking like ominous and sad yeah mm-hmm. i suppose right? that's so. true i guess it's just by virtue of the fact that you're getting hints that it is like a big special effects right, blockbuster, right. Um, it's just yeah, I just I don't know. I can't think of the last time a like huge mass release, two and a half hour long sad movie about existential dilemmas mm-hmm. was released. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hope yeah. it does well. I mean, we're certainly <laughs> in a time where people are questioning things, right. so oh, yeah. that could help. You know, I think it. Right. Fit, I think it fits a certain tenor, but yeah, it's yeah, it, it's just. Yeah, it's just always been an interesting thing with with Blade Runner, where I feel like I often see see it like described as an action movie. Right. And I was like, have you seen it? Like, there are those two bits where he shoots a gun. Yeah. But you know, you know what I mean. Walking around looking gloomy. Yeah, totally. So a lot of rain. Yeah, a lot of rain. Him ordering a lot of weird food. Oh, for sure. And that's all here again. Um, but uh, yeah. So I'm just I'm I'm intrigued to see how it'll do. Right. Um, I hope it does well. I think if you know what you're getting yourself into you'll appreciate it um I'm anyone also, who's listening to this at this point probably yeah. knows what they're gonna <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most certainly yeah and also um i'm also intrigued to hear uh how the response to the depiction of women yeah is, is it is, is it bad no i think it's deliberate like in the first movie you know i just got like daryl hannah plays a pleasure unit yeah and sean young plays a secretary basically a living secretary yeah that's a deliberate commentary on like this patriarchal yeah. future mm-hmm. this one sort of expands on that and actually has more female characters but it is very much a commentary again and i just have read so many reactionary articles that just take something literally and don't appreciate that it's trying mm-hmm. to be self-critical do you think it's just clickbait though like yeah. are they actually taking it literally or are they just like this this will get people's attention well yeah yeah that like, too of course who's who's writing it oh for sure it. that too as well but i'm just curious to see what that reaction's like because mm-hmm. i think right. there's going to be some hey going on Mm -hmm. um that yeah i don't know we'll see anyway um i really enjoyed it if you want to really be really bummed out and be like "Ooh, that looks pretty (laughs) and this is great um it's a great way to do it uh harrison ford is actually excellent in it um which uh surprised me um because he's 
Aside, he's been phoning it in a lot lately, aside from Force Awakens. Well, so he's stoned a lot. What do you expect? Oh, true. But and actually, I actually had stuff to do, which goes a long way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, yeah, and and God, everyone's good. It's just also like, you know, like the first one, everyone's playing very dry, very disconnected, unhappy people. So mm-hmm. like, there's not a lot of now, big acting. Does this set up a new series of films, or is this a standalone movie that connects with the first movie? Plays a standalone, also still ambiguous. However, there's one scene where I saw it and I was like, mm, they're hoping they might make money. <laughs> 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 but not in as much, but it doesn't like end on a cliffhanger. It doesn't say, well, where'd Harrison yeah. Ford go? Oh, yeah, Let's go look for him. For sure. And there's no like end credit scene. Where Davy che- Jones took him. Yeah, yeah. There's no, and there's no end credit scene where Chewie shows up. Okay. Or whatever. Yeah. But um, there is one little, yeah, there's one scene slash like minor plot thread right. where I'm like, they're hoping, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll see. And actually, I'm not against it. It's a, I think it would be a good idea for a follow up. But I hope, I, yeah, I think it. it I, I think it. I think it will stand alone. I hope it okay. will. We'll see. Um, and does it connect really well with the first movie? Like, does, do they feel like together they make a complete yeah, hundred percent. Um, in fact, I like, I um, I went home and watched the first one mm-hmm. after because I was like. That because it just like almost every moment ties into it in some way. Really? Yeah, and so I really wanted to. So they really play off each other well and really. Yeah, I heard they recreate a lot of scenes from the first one too. Sort of like. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Not in, not in like a remake or a flashback way. Yeah. Just no like. They frame it the same way and. Totally. You know, yeah. yeah. Or like similar ideas being explored in different contexts. Right. Okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, it plays really well with the first one. You can tell these people really cared. That's awesome. Um. Yeah. And and. Uh, yeah, which is just nice because, you know, so many of these, like, particularly when a sequel comes out this far later, yeah. you hope. Um, and also, I'm really thrilled Denny Vanell did it because he's an extraordinary filmmaker, has been rising, and uh, just also seeing when they let Ridley be in control of the Alien franchise again. Oh, that wasn't man. super great, so I'm glad that <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't in charge of this one again. Um, and, yeah, it was fantastic. To be fair, it took Ridley... Uh Five tries to get them three tries. It took him a few tries to get finished that movie, the original Blade Runner. Oh, Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. I think there's like six cuts. Yeah, that it's exist. it's a silly amount. Of yeah, cuts. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So I can understand maybe he didn't want to do it again. For that <laughs> reason. But uh, yeah, it really worked out well. I'm awesome. trying to think if there's anything else I saw this week worth discussing. Um, what else did I even see? Oh, I saw I saw one today called uh, "Loving Vincent" that was uh, Vincent Van Gogh, oh. a, a fairly mediocre Vincent Van Gogh bio movie. Right. But what made it interesting was that um, every frame in the movie was hand painted on oil on oh, canvas to look that. like what? a Vincent Van Gogh yeah, painting. Yeah. It took them like almost ten years. Yeah. Yeah, and so like visually, it's amazing. It's just a shame that it's such a dull telling of Van Gogh's life that kind of so bummed me so out so how does it work do they just pay, like each scene is painted as if it's like an animated movie or how does it work yeah like they filmed it live action they basically did yeah. like Waking Life okay except okay. they printed all the frames up and hand painted so like them kind, on of, canvas. kind of rotoscopy but not it's rotoscopy and then also it's deliberately designed so like every single painting he ever did is in some way woven oh, in weird. at some point so like visually it's incredible um, I just it just made me wish that it either it, it, that either A I was watching just like uh, abstract short movie that yeah. we create all the paintings or like a new story done with it. How it's long just was seeing it? the same thing. I mean, it's not that long. It's like uh, 85 minutes or something. Okay. It feels a lot longer. Oh. Mm. That's not great. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. it's not great. 
I'm going to save that one for July 2018. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. But, uh, but yeah, like I said, like visually it's incredible. So there's that. Um, and then, uh, well, whatever. If I can't think of it, it can't have been good, right? You haven't been playing anything? You haven't been playing anything? No, not really. Um, Mario Kart. <laughs> I'm, I'm really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't the Switch? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been playing, doing a lot of that. Um, you have been playing the new Mario, whatever that's called? It's not out yet. Oh, it's I not? I want to be playing it. Trust oh. me. Don't get me wrong. Desperately. I'm sure you will be playing it at some point. I've seen oh, yeah, it all over the internet, so I just assumed it was out. Uh, no, no. It's just split-screen marketing tactic uh, right now. Yeah. Well, there's that Mario Rabbids, yeah. which I haven't played. But I also I don't. It's like an XCOM yeah. thing, right? It's like so, Yeah. It's supposed game. to be really great. It's supposed to be great. It's just I don't like – I'm not hugely fond of games where you have to go collect hit points. Yeah. Just as a general rule. It's like just action. period? Yeah, as a general rule. Huh. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not that I it's not that I consider them bad. Like, I used to be very <coughs> into RPGs and that sort of thing. It's right. just so much of a time suck yeah. that if I sit down to play a game, I don't want to, like, do work so I can then, you know what play I mean? Play more games. Yeah, do, totally. do, you, do you not like board games? I like board games. Because I feel like XCOM and, and those types of strategy games are – board game-esque no and and what like what kind of board game well you're like planning it out and anyway it doesn't matter okay no we can can totally have this discussion oh i don't know just like any sort of like you know in-depth board game let's just say even um settlers or something you're Mm. planning out your turn how to best manage your resources oh i see what you're saying yeah yeah totally i but at the same time like those board games are done within like a couple hours yeah it's the 25 hours of like yeah, so you're I, not a risk fan, basically. No, not not a no. lot. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, like, yeah. you like your game to kind of be a, a quick jump in, jump out type of experience. Yeah, mostly. Um, I mean, it's and it's not that I don't like that stuff. It's just that I I like having a life outside of that stuff. Uh, I <laughs> yeah. And I just get too into it. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. There was just a certain point where it was like, I can either continue playing RPGs, or I can like make friends and have a career. but will you play the remake of final fantasy 7 maybe undecided Mm. (laughs) (laughs) are you kidding me well you can't you can't date barrett in this one from what i understand oh really yeah they took that out then i'm out what yeah they took out they took out the whole darrett about darrett barrett um dating segment of it i just wonder how much the save eras dlc will cost me <laughs> it'll come as a mobile title, mm-hmm. and then it'll come as an additional DLC mm-hmm. for the Switch. <laughs> so you're bowing out right now, Phil? I guess so. Oh, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll miss you. I know, I know. I got, I got to run. Ah, oh, heart sign to you yeah. too. And you're gonna go see the uh, Del Toro exhibit, right? Yeah, I'm going right? back. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you liked that, right? I did. I loved it. Apparently. Yeah, I didn't talk about that last night. No, no, yeah, you, yeah, you didn't. Yeah, Do you have like two yeah, minutes sure. to talk about it? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it's incredible. Um, apparently Del Toro liked your write-up because he tweeted yeah, it. Yeah, I saw you retweeted it. That was so nice. You didn't tweet it. No, no, he retweet. didn't retweet he it. He tweeted it. Oh, he tweeted it. it. He found it. Yes. Oh, bizarre. He found it and tweeted it out on his main account. Good for him. <laughs> um, that's great. Uh, yeah, no, I uh, yeah, I really liked it. Um, it's, um, yeah, where to start? So I, I guess like I may as well start with it. So like he has this thing called Bleak House that he's been building for years. Yeah. It's this like side house to his own house, basically houses a collection of his of like books and artifacts mm. and monsters, uh, monster imagery that inspires him that he goes to work right. in to the extent where like one of the rooms that's, and, and so this exhibit is sort of 
uh, like, and it, it's a lot of items from that room sort of redesigned as an art exhibit. Mm-hmm. Um, that space, but it, it was <laughs> one of the rooms is actually recreated from Billy Coast, which is, I guess, he really likes writing in the rain. So, but obviously, like, you can't like depend on it raining, right? Having a stormy night to write. So he actually has one room in Bleak House that has these like windows that are electronic screens that look like it's a stormy night, <laughs> and an Whoa. old Victorian couch with a statue of Edgar Allan Poe that he sits on. And that's where he writes. Oh, that's oh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. Then, like, an old, like, library and everything. So that's part of it. So it's all, yeah, all these different sessions um, divided into different areas. So um, it can be everything from, like, there's a section on insects to, like, a section on outsiders and a section on comic books. And then the last room is all on Frankenstein. Um, so the way it's all curated is very interesting in that way. But mostly I was just excited to see everything. Yeah. Um, so, like, obviously his movies are well represented, so... There's like when you enter, there's a giant life-size statue of uh, the pale man from mm. Pan's Labyrinth with his hand out for you to take a photo, and um, there's um, there's this cool uh, statue of the ghost from the Devil's Backbone, but that's it, in a like darkened window, so that uh, you can see the skeleton reflected behind him and a little like bubbly thing replicating the blood coming out of his head. That's really neat. Which was really cool, um, and yeah, some stuff from Hellboy and that sort of thing, and then and then from his collection, there's. Uh, Life-size Elephant Man. Uh, there's some of the freaks from Todd Browning's Freaks in live action. There's one corner that's just Florida, like twenty, fo- like 15, 20-foot floor-to-ceiling comic books just wrapped all the way around it with original art that he's collected from, like, Bill Wrightson and Robert Crumb and a few that's of those really people. Cool. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Oh, it's super cool. And then, yeah, there's an original Geiger painting there. Um, and some production art from Alien, um, the mask from the Phantom of the Paradise, uh, Boris Karloff's death mask from his corpse. Um, it's just yeah, the weirdest, coolest collection of things. And then he has all these sort of written um, explanations for what they mean to him that are always very thoughtful and intriguing, and also like an audio tour if you just want to hear him. Um, and yeah, just as a, like someone who's really into monsters and this morbid stuff, it was just it, really exciting to see all these things, right. and also just the way it's been curated so thoughtfully. Um, and how it ties into his work and monsters mm-hmm. versus humanity in general. It's really, really, it's really, really great. Um, and I loved it. And I can't wait to go back and go back to the tonight. AGO? Yeah. So the AGO, I think until, I want to say January 7th. It's a little while. People have yeah, a good time. It's there for a while. So, yeah, it's not like obviously Halloween month is a great time to yeah. go hang out with Frankenstein and so forth. But uh, yeah, it's there for a while. I recommend going down. I'm just going to tonight's there like they have like a party. No need. On the last, the first Thursday of every month, so. Oh, that's neat. Gonna go drink with Frankenstein. Well, you go have fun. Sounds gonna be great. Yeah, I'm excited. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Well, thanks for that, Phil. Sounds good. We can use this as an opportunity to take a break. Sounds good. Shaq, do you have a need for comics and graphic novels? I do have a fixin'. Well, fixin'. what you need to do is go to comicbento.com and use the promo code CGMAG in all caps, and you can get $5 off a Comic Bento subscription. It goes right to your door. Yes! Five bu- Dude, five bucks? Five bucks. Five hey, guys, bucks. can five I get in on this action? Oh, yes, yeah. you can. Whoa! You know what you have to do? Go what to comicbento.com and use the promo code CGMAG in all caps and get $5 off your Comic Bento subscription. Five whole dollars? Five whole dollars. Whoa! Comic Bento. Get it now. And we're back. Thank you very much to our sponsors. Um, now, we're going to change things up a little bit. Uh, Brendan's got a little bit of a review um, of the new SNES Mini. SNES. Super no. Nintendo Entertainment it's System classic. classic Edition. You've been calling it the Mini all because day in the office. It's stuck in my head. Because it's the Mini SNES. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, you got your hands on that. And yeah. what do you think? Um, 
So if you ever played an SNES before, this is kind of the ideal way to play it if you don't already own one. Okay. Because it gives you the ability to easily connect it to modern TVs. It gives you 21 pretty iconic titles on the system. The controllers it comes with, it comes with two in this box compared to the one that the NES Classic Edition came with. Mm-hmm. So if you're wanting to play multiplayer, this is, this is all you're going to need. You buy this box and you have two controllers, a little console, HDMI cable, a power plug, and you're ready to go. Is the cable length longer than... Yes. The cable length on the controllers is a little bit longer than the previous one. Okay. So for most living rooms in Toronto, it should stretch to a couch. Yeah. Well, I know that there's some third-party vendors who also make yeah. wireless controllers. I think 8-Bit so. do do as well. Yeah. So, I mean, you could go that route as well. Um, the controllers, I believe, are the same connector that you could... that. Um, that the NES Classic used the same that same like proprietary Nintendo type connector, right? So it will work on anything that connects to that. So I think it will work on the Wii U as a kind of a pro controller type situation. Sure. But um, yeah, it's like it's a nice little system. They still are because the way they make it so um, similar to the original Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no like reset button on the controller. So you're going to have to get off your couch. You're going to have to walk over. You're going to have to hit the reset button to get right. back to that main menu. Uh, like, were they just doing that to just try to keep it as authentic as possible? I, I think so, because it wouldn't be very hard for them to add a button on there that just does reset. Like it Isn't really there, there must be like a button combo or something that you can press. Like not, start not that I found. I've looked. Or something like that. I have looked. Okay. Uh, I've tried, so I was like, okay, this there has to be a solution. This just kept pushing every button in combination. Right. But to be fair, when you're starting out these classic games, you push every button to see if you yeah. skip steam, so you might be accidentally restarting if they did that. Right, right. Um, I really did like the way that there's three different picture modes. I went with the standard, standard picture mode, but there's also pixel perfect, which makes it a little bit crisper, a little bit more accurate to what other sprites would be. Right. Which is not what the original game would look like, but... You, you make it look better than the original game because it just kind of shrinks it down a little bit so it looks a little stretch. So sure. h- how well does it scale up then? To like It a scales up pretty well because pixel graphics scale pretty well. Yeah. What were sure. you playing on? Like uh, a 4K TV or a... I was playing on a 4K TV and I played on just a standard 1080p TV. Okay. It only outputs 720p signal. Oh, okay. So there's no point... Uh, 4K yeah. TV, you're not getting anything better. It's Is it 4x3? It's 4x3 yeah, with okay. like borders. Right, right. So it doesn't stretch it. It doesn't make it look weird. Yeah. There's also a mode that gives you scan lines if you really want that authentic look <laughs> yeah. on, a, on a 4K TV that's thinner than anything that existed in the 90s. Right. Uh, but it really is authentic. The games sound as close as you're going to get to the real games. Yeah. They look as close as you're going to get to the real games, and they and the movement and speed is as close as you're going to get to the real games. It is, of course, as everyone kind of points out on the internet, just basically an emulated system on a chip. So, yes, if you have a Raspberry Pi, yes, you're probably getting almost the exact same experience. Right, right. So, for everyone out there that's saying, well, you should have just bought a Raspberry Pi and just done that. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you could do that. It yeah. wouldn't have been quite as cool. No, I mean, also, and I think the question on everyone's mind is Star Fox 2. Yeah. How is it? I don't love it, but I can see people that love Star Fox will love it. I so never loved y- Star Fox. Okay, uh, that was, would be my next question. You didn't love Star Fox, so, uh, okay. So, but it's, like, similar, I guess? It, it, so, it's kind of like a mix between Star Fox and Star Fox 64, where you have that open world area. Right. And you can kind of do anything in any way you want, uh, but the missions kind of look like... It, it feels like an open world area with the gameplay. When you actually get into the missions, they look very similar to the original Star Fox. Because I imagine that's, like, one of the main selling points, right? Is that th- yeah, this yeah. game's only available... 
here. Legally yeah. here, yes. Yeah. Right. I'm sure in a few months, Nintendo will put it on its virtual console or whatever it happens to do. Yeah. But as of right now, the only way you're going to get to play Star Fox 2 is if you own an SNES Classic Edition. Right. And you were saying um, that Star Fox 2 is actually hidden behind yes. a wall? You have to be able to beat the first, the first area one, right? of... No, not the first, entire first game, just the first area of the first game. Oh, okay. So it kind of give you an idea what Star Fox is. And once you do that, it unlocks in the system. You can just so is it unlocked it. permanently then? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you don't have to just keep going. Yeah, you don't have to keep going, well, I want to wow. play Star Fox 2 again. Guess I'm going to do that for a <laughs> of Star Fox 1. I thought, see, the way it was explained to me, I thought you had to beat the first game. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Because no. that's like punishing almost. Yes. yes. And I love that. I love no. that like only the diehard Star, Fo- Star Fox fans would be able to access the. But no, Star it's, Fox it's the first. Cha- it's the first chapter of the first game. Yeah. Which takes you like twenty minutes, so right. it, it isn't that hard to get to it. Yeah. It's just you. They. I guess they want to kind of so you can see how it's different. So you don't think, oh, it's just the same Star Fox game. Remember, so you you play the first one, and you see enough of it to know that's how that game plays. Then you play, gonna jump into this one and see how this one plays. And at least you have to earn it. I kind of yeah. like that because yeah. there's not a lot of that anymore. It's all no. just like, hey, pay us an extra $2 yeah. and then you can have this thing. No, you, you have to earn it. There's no way you can kind of just give Nintendo, well, here's my credit card. Now yeah. give, give me access. There's yeah. no internet on the system whatsoever. It is what you get. What you see is what you get. Um, has a power adapter, an HDMI cable in the system itself. You play it and you're good to go. So mm. it's kind of nice to have a system that just you turn it on and it works. Right. But it... If you ever played one of those like Walmart all-in-one Atari games or Atari all-in-one Sega games, it's kind of just that. Right. It, it really – it's a better version of that. Yeah. But it is, it is just that. Arguably less titles. Yeah. It's not 501 systems. Yeah. It's 21 games. Right. That being said, the 21 games you're getting are good games. You're getting uh, Super Castlevania. You're getting uh, oh, Final Fantasy. One. Is Super uh, Metroid on there? Metroid is definitely on there. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's the uh, best one. Donkey Kong Country. You're getting Super Mario uh, RPG. You're getting Super Mario World. Um, you're getting Super, uh, Yoshi's Island. I imagine Zelda, obviously. Zelda, of course. Uh, Link to the Past. Uh, so you're getting a good set of games. Secret of Mana. Can't forget Secret of Mana. Yeah, I know. Mario Kart? Mario Kart's on there, too. What about Chrono Trigger? No. Oh, my that's God. The that's one heartbreaking. Game. I know. And no Super Mario All-Stars, either. Yeah, Chrono Trigger is like my favorite game of all it's time. Because that, that'll, that'll be the Square Enix uh, HD remaster announced at next yeah, E3. Yeah. Oh my god, I hope that's so. That's gonna happen. That's totally why I doing mean, to be that. fair, I'm surprised that one wasn't included because that's a, every person that reviewed this game, even me, I'm like, why was it? I mean, I didn't love Chrono Trigger, but it's a game you kind of expect well, it's, on right. a classic, a, like a classic <laughs> game. That's the yeah. game everyone, everyone game, talks about that game. Every developer that is that talks about like that want uh, every RPG developer yeah. like goes back to like yeah. I, I countless developers I've interviewed have been like Chrono Trigger was an inspiration Chrono Trigger yeah. was an inspiration yeah but it, it there's got to be a reason for it I mean it so can you not it, it's there's no like okay so there's no SD cards or anything like that nope. you can put in I mean to be fair hackers have already found a way if you happen to own the game legally let's preface that mm-hmm. you and you have a ROM of that game Hackers have found a way to drop that ROM onto the system, and it will play it. Hmm. But then at that point, you might as well just do the Raspberry yeah, yeah, Pi. Yeah, like, at that point, you're basically just, just go down the hacker route. Just, just go straight there. Yeah. This is really kind of, if you want to, this is for the family that says, I want to buy a thing. My family's going to come over, right. and I want to just be able to play 21 awesome games. It's a good gift, too. Yeah, it's a great gift if you can find them. Well, I hear it's supposed to be a lot easier to find than... Uh, as, as of right now, no store has any. But 
but they, they'll be restocked before yeah, Christmas. They, yeah, they yeah say Nintendo has yeah. said that they they're committed to making sure that this one's at least like I know stores have saying they are uh, have you know mentioned that they're going to have more stock in before the holidays. Oh yeah, I think end right? uh, mid October they're supposed to be getting more stock in. Yeah. So before people are rushing down to the kind of out to buy all the gifts, there should be something out for them. So what is your favorite Super Nintendo game that's not on there? Oh. Well, Chrono Trigger is definitely one of them. I mean, yeah. I didn't love the game, uh, but I loved but how it looked. I loved the, the way you kind of had this deep gameplay that at that time was kind of unheard of, other than a few other square titles. Right. Yeah. yeah. Really just the square titles. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, not, uh, okay, anyway, go is on. Is Mana a square title? Yeah. Yeah. Aren't, they're making a new one of those, aren't they? They're, they're remastering it, yeah. Secret of Mana. That's right. Yeah. So That's it's right. it's there. They've got like a 3D model in. And, um, oh, my God. I'm, they were I'm just excited. showing. Sorry? I'm excited. Oh, yeah. yeah it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, they, they were just showing uh, at the Tokyo Game Show all the, the footage from some of the, the remasters. And you can see a bunch of it on Steam as well. Yeah. Um, it just it looks so good. Mm-hmm. And the map, the in-game map is the actual original game. Yeah. Which is like amazing. Yeah. Anyway. No, no, it's gonna be great. <laughs> Wait, what's your favorite uh, other? So you you, you mentioned uh, uh, Chrono Trigger. That's classic. Um, beyond that, honestly, I liked the Castlevania games. I like the Metroid. I like the kind of the Metroidvania type things. Oh, that's and they're both there. Yeah. So I'm just like, ah. For me, it's probably Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the, the ultimate. Uh, I don't know, couch co-op. That's such a weird game. Oh, that's it's so bizarre. Game. But I loved it. I loved it as a kid. It was like one of my favorites. Maybe Turtles in Time. Yeah, or any of those, any yeah. of those turtles beat 'em up games. Or uh, was it the the X Men games at that time? Were good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I mean, there's a, there's definitely a lot of Super Nintendo games that uh, the Batman games are fun too. Like there's a lot of the beat 'em ups, like side platformers that a lot of licensed titles were actually good out of Super Nintendo. But do you feel like this scratched your retro itch? I, I oh, I there's hesitancy. Yeah, I already mean, because there's so many retro games that I used to love. It's hard to say it stretched them all. Right. But if I was just saying, I just want to kind of jump back on the NES or the SNES, yeah. and I just want to find a way to make it work on my modern TV, this is probably the way to do it, go. Right. It's kind of hard to get a SNES working on a modern TV nowadays. Yeah. Especially 4K. It looks awful. Right, right. Yeah, you have to either do things illegally, as you were speaking earlier, or get an old CRT. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could get like a weird like up converter and – you're spending hundreds of dollars to get the system from like early '90s working on your TV, and that right. seems yeah, it's a it's a lot of effort to try yeah. to get like just an HDMI adapter to work. And it can happen, but right. it's it's a lot of work. And it's a lot of effort. Yeah. <laughs> so, what system would you guys like to see, you know, minied or uh, classic? I mean, it, like is Super Nintendo this your system or is it Genesis? No, no, no Genesis. No. They gotta do a Genesis. <laughs> they did one. It wasn't very good. No, they got into a good one then. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Gen- I would just see a Genesis or an. Act- they did the Neo Geo Gold. Yeah, I, that, that was like mine. See- I already had mine. But it I'd actually great. like to see a perfect recreation of the Neo Geo. Right. And kind of using similar hardware and actually make it so you could work on uh, HDMI properly. It didn't have slowdown. Actually, proper emulation. For what game though? Other than Metal yeah. Slug, all the King of Fighters games in the world. Like you get. Oh, you're you're okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm n- I was never good at any Mark of those. Mark the Wolf. So. Yeah, no, I'm uh, the only the only Neo Geo game I ever played was Metal Slug because uh, I was never good at fighters and like that was their right guys, bust a move, all of them. <laughs> but didn't that come out for like Super Nintendo? It came out for everything. Literally. Came out for everything, like literally there's everything. No, there's zero but reason to play out of the Neo Geo. <laughs> originally, it was a Neo Geo title. I want the uh, original like. 
cartridges. Have you seen the original Neo Geo Home Console with yeah. the giant cartridges? I have one. Oh my god. Do you really? Yeah, yeah. Well, let, let's jump into what what uh, retro games do you personally play on? Oh, well, do I personally play on these days? It's all on my computer okay. because I legally own them, right? <laughs> um, but. I play a lot of Super Nintendo, a lot of like retro arcade games, oh, like really? okay. X Men Arcade, mm. and uh, uh, you know those beat 'em ups. That it's just kind of fun now as an adult. You know, you would spend whatever three dollars in quarters, yeah. and be like, I'm not getting anywhere. But now you have infinite quarters, right? Yeah. So it's fun to just kind of run through those. But uh, I don't know, classic RPGs. Metroid is one that oh. I, I was just I just came back from Japan, and the entire uh, playing ride back. I just played Super Metroid now, did from you, start to finish. Did you were in Japan. Did you do any retro game shopping? Uh, I didn't. Well, I I was at retro game shops, but like you know, it's I, expensive now. I don't have it. No, it's not. Really? It's it's like ridiculously cheap. But I don't have a Super Famicom, so you know, it, it's not going to help me with my Super Nintendo. Yeah. But you can get like, as an example, a packaged version in, in like a perfect jewel case. Uh, copy of Final Fantasy 7 for $40. Not bad. They had like a unpackaged, uncased uh, Final, what would be Final Fantasy 3 here yeah. for $35. Really? Yeah. Wow. So they're, th- retro games, they're priced uh, aggressively. What it should be priced as opposed to what the market will bear. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But there's also a lot more of them there. Yeah. It was a very saturated market. Yeah. yeah. There is also Final Fantasy. Uh, what we call three on the mini. Oh yeah. Yep. As it went as well. So they do have some square games. Yeah. They have um, Secret hmm. of Mana and Final Fantasy. So if you love that sort of thing, you get at least 20, 30 hours of that stuff at least. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I could go on. Final Fantasy Tactics was a big one for oh, me yeah. too. Oh uh, But yeah, I don't know. Anything. I'll play anything, really. I mean, I still play The Witcher. I'll play Skyrim from time to time. So my gaming habits are all over the place. So why do you have a Neo Geo? For a while, I decided that I wanted to collect retro systems. Okay. But this was years before it became way too expensive to collect retro systems. So you actually were able to do it. Yeah, yeah. Because at the time that I was collecting them, people were selling them at garage sales. Oh, nice. Right? And so, like, nobody wanted these things. It's kind of like an Xbox 360 now. Yeah. Right, like, like you can get the game super cheap. Yeah. Like no one really cares about it. Um, but yeah, then I decided it's too expensive, so <laughs> you, I'll just. You got em- a point when it caught up with the pricing. Yeah, I'll just emulate everything instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I could. I mean, I could play video games all day. Oh, nice. Uh, then you're on the right podcast. I, I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think so. I heard you guys. Uh, I heard you guys uh, went to E3, and that's always been like a fantasy of mine. I, we, we were at E3, and we were at Gamescom. So, no way. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Gamescom was in August. E3 was in June. So, what are you most excited about? We talked about the past. Now, yeah. what are you most excited about for the future? Oh, that's hard. I mean, we have Shadow of War coming out next week, which I loved the first oh, Sha- yeah. uh, Shadow of Mortal games. So I'm really excited to try that. Just and all that stuff happening in the background. Oh yeah, it looks crazy. Um, that you have. The South Park game. Oh, it's finally coming out. Yeah, it's finally coming out. Coming out soon. Okay. Uh, then you have the Mario, the new Mario game. Yeah. Which I'm going to have to play that. I don't have a Switch, unfortunately. Oh, well, stores are starting to stock them now, so you can, might be able to get one. Yeah, but then I would have to actually buy one and play it. That's, that's, a, that's a problem. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't blame you there. Um, beyond that, oh, what else is coming? Uh, I wa- I'm really excited to kind of give it my hands on to the Xbox One X. Why? 
I have a 4K TV, and I kind of want to see how they were able to actually kind of utilize that 4K content. Right. I, I'm personally not a big fan of, oh, it has to look better all the time. But right. Have I'm they released any details about, like, how, you know, the new games are going to stack up against the regular Xbox with the... Well, what they're going to do is basically if you have a 1080p TV and you have the Xbox One X, they're going to, like, super sample. So it's going to look really rich, really d- vibrant colors, yeah. a lot more detailed texturing. And if you have the 4K TV, it's going to look just fill the screen up properly so it's not going to look janky it's not going to look pixelated so it's just going to basically look like a better image of your game right but it's supposed to not really make gameplay different so if you already ha- if you only have an Xbox 1 and you don't have an Xbox 1X you're still going to be the games are going to play the same it just won't look quite as nice right 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 so i'm kind of cu- curious to see what they do in that front like will it is it going to be worth your investment of like a $500 canadian system the only reason i want an Xbox is to play Cuphead it's totally oh my God. worth you, playing. Have you played it all yet? I So I went to a few events where they were showing yeah. an unfinished version of it mm-hmm. for a while, and I got to play some of that. And I'm thinking about purchasing it for Steam. because oh, it's, it's on Steam, yeah. Yeah, I don't have an Xbox, but um, yeah, it looks crazy. It's man. awesome. It's, it's really it's great. That, like I, I don't know when the last time you played it, but um, we were just playing a bunch of it for uh, you know a review and, and um, the video that we have out right now. But it's... Like, it's super crisp. It's super clean. They compromised on absolutely nothing. So the finished product is exactly what they wanted from the get-go. I mean, it took them forever to to put it out, so I'm 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 glad it turned out all right. Oh, it was great. They were were just, like, I I talked to um, Maya, who is the the, uh, art director and uh, producer on Cuphead, Mm -hmm. and she was just so thrilled with the product that they produced because it was exact. You know how there's... a lot of developers will have to make some time crunch compromise. You're going to have to cut some things out. Right. They they were s- perfectly right in line with what they wanted to get done, and it shows. It was such a it's a great game. It's yeah. hard. <laughs> it's unforgiving, but it's great in that respect. Like it's not a uh, if you especially since you're like you're really into um, Metroid and things like that. Like you're going to be fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, it's not going to be the easiest thing you're going to pick up. It has changed. Uh, they they changed the difficulty uh, since the the um, the showings that they've been doing. Mm-hmm. There's a few extra things that weren't included in the uh, the last few demos that were in Toronto. Right. Like um, different, you get different power ups and things like that that oh, happen nice. now. Okay. And they've changed. Um, they do have a nor- the regular difficulty level, but they also do have an easier difficulty level. So yeah. And they kind of fleshed out, I guess, the whole. Because when I played it, there was a couple scattered levels and a few just bosses, yep. but I imagine that it's like yeah. More so it's it is still very boss heavy. I mean, right. you got to understand it. It's it's all hand drawn. Yeah. So it's gonna be really hard to like do huge, yeah. in depth levels. Yeah. Um, but like the bosses all look super cool and their evolutions look even better. So it's kind of it's worth it. Right. Um, so they took their time and developed it properly. Yeah. yeah. Are you listening, Ubisoft? <laughs> Are you listening? <laughs> I'm I'm not associated with this magazine, so I'm allowed to say yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was it was really um it was it was cool that ex- that Xbox ID at Xbox was able to yep. give them that like the not time. have to yeah they got the time to do it like they yeah. they said they didn't feel rushed or like they they were able to do what they wanted to do and that was great. That's exactly what how game yeah. development should be. Actually, yeah. take the time to finish a game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, release it perfect on day one yeah. it would be great. Um. Should we wrap up there? Um, actually, I wanted to see what Koji, what are you most excited about that's coming up? Oh, man. 
to be honest with you, I don't even other than the Final Fantasy VII remake because mm-hmm. that's yeah. literally one of my favorite games of uh, all time. I gotta tell you this: at E3, I did something totally unprofessional when they did it. Like it was my first E3 there. Yeah. And they announced it. I got up. I like started clapping and crying, and he's sitting. My boss is sitting right beside me. Sit down. This is not what you're supposed <laughs> to do. So I totally get you. But anyway, go ahead. Well, I'm I'm hoping because I'm also this is not game related really, but I'm hoping that because I I collect records that they'll Hope release you. the FF7 soundtrack. Oh, they're absolutely going on to. vinyl with the game, or you know, along with the game, so that I can I can pick that up too. But uh, other than that, to be honest with you, I I want to. Um, oh, what is that? Maybe you guys can help me out here. That horror kind of choose your own adventure game where you're a bunch of kids locked in a house. It came out for PS4. Oh, um, Until Dawn? Until Dawn. Until Dawn, yeah. So they're coming out with... uh, The guys who created that game are coming out with another uh, version of that game that's supposed to be uh, co-op. So you and a a bunch of buddies can sit there and play it, and it'll hook up to your phone. Oh, really? So you can all make decisions together as opposed to one person making the decisions, and it's like a voting system. And it's... it's, I guess it's really just like an interactive movie. That's kind of neat. But I have a bunch of friends who are not really gamers and they'll like maybe come over to my place mm-hmm. and watch me play video games but this is they really liked until dawn so i'm i'm looking forward to that one because then we can all kind of get in on the action and get involved there yeah that'd be fun but other than that i mean i because uh for the reasons mentioned earlier i don't really have a lot of time to like sit down and play real in-depth games yeah, yeah. yeah. so that's why i like the retro games because you can kind of just jump in and jump out you play for like an hour and you're done right exactly. in modern games it's kind of hard to sit down there for like an hour and actually get anything done right because i love like i love the witcher mm. i love the follow-up games uh and, but the problem is if i'm not sitting down for like a minimum three hours yeah, then yeah. what's the point yeah you yeah. know so I, I don't know. Maybe like I'm looking forward to play Cuphead. Yeah, Cu- yeah. Cuphead's a game I think you actually. You enjoy. can totally just jump in and jump out. Right, because it's level yeah. based, right? Exactly. So it's more level, of that. Exactly. Yeah, I can see that. I yeah. play a lot of Steam games, so uh, I'm looking forward to some of the early access games not being early access anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. that'd be, <laughs> that'd be <laughs> fingers nice. crossed. Because uh, there's a lot of Metroidvania um, indie games mm. that uh, I love playing. If you guys haven't checked it out, check out a game called Flint Hook. Oh, I've heard that's really good. It's a lot of fun. But I, I, I think it's also still early access, so as they all It's are. on Steam, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Um, shall we wrap it up there? We should indeed. Guys, well, thanks again for joining us, Koji. It was really great talking to you. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me. And, uh, Do you want to plug any of your other, the other podcasts on the Buns Podcast Network? Yeah. Um, yeah, just go to podcast.buns.com. If you are a fan of this show, which I assume you are if you're listening, <laughs> then you'll probably like our other show, You Gotta Love It, because we talk books, music, video games, TV shows, mm. and it's half of it is hidden gems and half of it is bad stuff that we have to, yeah. we have to love, and then we give suggestions at the end. Um, also, I'm going to be on a non-Buns podcast called Overrated, where people... Uh, where I suggested an overrated movie and a replacement for that movie that comes oh. out on Monday, so... You check that out. Overrated nice. podcast. Um, are you on Twitter? Uh, yes. Where can we follow you on Twitter? Uh, on all the social medias at BunsPod. That's B-U-N-Z-P-O-D. Awesome. Cool. How about you, Brandon, before I get into that? Where, what's your Twitter handle? BFry26. And we can find you on Instagram at BFry26 as well? I believe so. I'm, I'm, I'm Facebook? Yep. I'm really lazy that Pinterest? Way. Sure. Tumblr? Friendster? I don't even know <laughs> what that is. Cora? <laughs> I just learned about Cora. 
I don't understand. Yeah, Korra. it's five twenty six on Quora. I don't know what is that. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a system <laughs> where you like help people with problems. So people will put questions there, and you answer the questions. As oh, an oh, with the Q. Okay, yeah, 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 I know exactly what that is. <laughs> hey, sure, sure. how do I podcast? You'd be like, well, as someone that podcasts, yeah. <laughs> this is what you do. For some reason, you said Quora, and my brain immediately went to Avatar. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's where most people go. Mine went to breakfast. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> anyway, um, if you like what you heard uh, and you want to hear more or want to find out more, you can visit us at cgmagonline.com or follow us on Twitter at cgmagazine, um, on Facebook at cgmagazine, and on Instagram at cgmagonline.com. Thanks again, Buns Podcast Network and Comic Bento for sponsoring our podcast. And from everyone here at CG Magazine, have a great weekend. Mm-hmm.